0: You're listening to the Presence Pioneers Podcast.
1: Hey everybody, this is Jonathan Frizz. I am a guest host here on the Presence Pioneer Podcast. And I'm here with my friend, Matthew Lilly. Matthew and I have kind of a cool announcement about something we're doing together. So Matthew, you want to share a little bit about the new publishing company? Yes,
0: yes. Good to see you, Jonathan. Excited to to be on the podcast together here today. This this is going to be fun. But we are uh, both releasing books together this fall, twenty twenty three, and these are the initial two books that are going to be released under the banner of Presence Pioneers Media. And so we've been dreaming together, praying together, writing together this year, and we feel a stirring from the Lord to release content, release media, release books, and that we're going to equip the church to pray, encounter God's presence, minister to Him, and really to strengthen and serve the prayer movement. So I'm excited, man. This is this is really cool. As we're recording this here, we're getting to the, the finish line of, of our two books that are coming out, which is what we're going to talk about. So I'm excited. New publishing company, new media company, Presence Pioneers Media. Here we go.
1: Let's go. I'm really excited. And we're mostly going to talk about your new book. It's titled Enjoying Prayer, but share just a little bit more about the inspiration and the story behind why this new media company, how was it kind of sparked in you? And yeah, a little bit more about some of your hopes and dreams to come out of this.
0: Sure. Well, I wrote my first book, David's Tabernacle, about two and a half years ago. And in the process of writing that, had five or six other book ideas start to brew in me, and realized this is going to be more than a one-time thing. This is going to be something I'm going to be doing in an ongoing way. And then through that, began to connect with other authors and others, you know, in the especially those who are sort of in this present-centered, prayer-based revival stream of, of the church that are that have these same values, kind of this, these David's Tabernacle values, really in their heart. And I realized, man, there's a a number of who have messages, you have books, some that are published, some that have yet to be written. And I was like, these need to get out to people. So there was just this kind of Holy Spirit spark of an idea that began to grow in me, like, what would it take to get these messages out to more people? Are there ways we could partner together as ministers, as writers, as leaders to help spread this message help spread the call to the body of Christ to return to his presence to return to prayer so this thing began just brewing in my heart and it you know had documents of ideas and dreaming you know just kind of journaling with with the lord about it talking to my wife about it and really it was just kind of in that phase of just a dream an idea of this would be neat somebody should do this <laughs> and then you started reaching out to me about your book I sort of remember the phone call we were on where I I don't know why I even brought it up with you, but you were talking about writing your book and you were saying you felt like you were going to be writing multiple books. I don't know if you guys can hear my kids screaming in the background here or not, but uh, that might be (laughs) the reality for Jonathan and I.
1: This is authentic. (laughs) Yeah. This is a very authentic moment right now. (laughs)
0: Um, But uh, yeah, we were on Jonathan, you and I were on a phone call. I remember I just kind of share with you, just because we're friends, you know. We're talking about writing books. Like, man, it's just kind of an idea I had, and and it just felt like God was in in it when when I brought it up, and seemed to resonate with you, and that just sparked a series of conversations that have led us to where we are now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a, a cool conversation, and I just remember the Lord's given me a few guidelines for this season, and one of one of the things He said was you're going to do exciting new things you've not thought of before. And I was like, huh, well, this is, I definitely had never thought of a publishing company and other things he had mentioned were just, you know, doing things with friends and people that already had a relationship with that that were, you know, just so there'd be these new things to do together. And I was like, Mm. wow, this really sounds like what God was talking about. And, um, anyway, it's exciting to be doing this together and, uh, can't wait to see what God brings out of it.
0: And, and the thing is too, like, when the idea when we kind of had that conversation earlier this year, I was in a, a season where I was very busy with Awaken the Dawn, another ministry I was serving at the time and our local church, and and the idea of of sort of new ventures sounded overwhelming and kind of impossible. Uh, but God's led me through this transition this year, um, where I stepped out of my leadership role with awakening the dawn and really giving myself to presence pioneers full time. And so yeah, it's just it's just kind of cool. It it began stirring and it seemed really overwhelming. And then all of a sudden, now it's like seems impossible, but a little bit more possible. I'm seeing how God is, <laughs> is starting to lay out the steps, bring people around to help us <laughs> because you and I don't know how to run a publishing or media company at all. No nope. but Bringing people, you know, book (laughs) editors, people that have publishing experience, marketing experience, all that kind of stuff. And so that's that's really cool to see how there seems to be God's hand in his his favor on this.
1: Well, so the purpose of a publishing company is to publish media of all kinds, but especially books. And I know I was really impacted by your first book, David's Tabernacle. Which is another reason I was like, yeah, let's do stuff together because I love your first book. And you are working on and about to finalize your second book, which is called Enjoying Prayer. So let me just ask this. Is it going to be, now I've read about the first 30 pages of it, at least of one of the drafts. Do you feel like it's very similar to the kind of flow and format of David's Tabernacle or, or what what's different about this this new book? Yeah, for sure.
0: I think what, what's different is, I think it'll be very similar in terms of my tone, my style, uh, the length, that kind of thing. But if David's Tabernacle is sort of a corporate vision for what happens when God's people gather to worship and pray, I think the Enjoying Prayer book is a lot more personal. It's a lot more individual in helping people to know how to pray and how to overcome roadblocks specifically when it comes to enjoying prayer you know isaiah 56 7 god says i'll bring them to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer for my house will be a house of prayer for all the nations so god promises that he'll make us joyful in the house of prayer and for most people their experience of prayer is not (laughs) joyful uh if anything they might say it's boring or it's non-existent or it's hard you know, et cetera, et cetera. Some people do find joy in it. I'm not one of those people naturally. It's had it's been a journey for me to figure this out. And so I go, well, if it's been a struggle for me and I'm literally called to lead prayer ministries, then I know it's 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 a struggle for other people as well. And so how can we help people enjoy prayer and enter into that promise that God gives us in Isaiah 56? So I, I wrote this very directly to people, to individual people that want to grow in prayer, people that struggle with prayer, but people that know that they need to pray, people that want to go deeper with God. And so that that to me is sort of the the contrast between the two is David's tabernacle is about prayer in some sense, but it's really about the kingdom of God, <laughs> like coming to the earth. Right. Uh, it's pretty macro in its vision. And so enjoying prayer is much more personal, and I think in some ways a little bit more practical even for people in, in how to enjoy the Lord, minister to Him, and pray.
1: So what does it look like when you're praying and not enjoying it? <laughs> you know what, what <laughs> Great question. <laughs> and I know you've had some experiences with that along the way, so just what did that look like for you? Uh, as you describe it in the book and and what have been some experiences of unenjoyable prayer
0: that's a great question. um those have changed over the years. I mean, I could give many different examples i think think it might be helpful <laughs> to give some context for my journey because early on i mean I've been a Christian since I was young, very young, and so I grew up in church. everyone said you need to read your Bible and pray, so you kind of knew that that's what you were supposed to do, but I never quite understood why. And whenever I did try to pray, I didn't totally get the point of it. It didn't seem to make a difference. And so that's not enjoyable at all. That's frustrating because you go, I'm asking God to do things that I want, but he's not answering my prayers. Well, what's the point of doing this? This seems useless. And so that was an initial experience of unenjoyable prayer was sort of childhood religious (laughs) pressure you have to pray. This is something you're supposed to do you know, as a Christian, and then not totally understanding the point of it and not seeing any results from it. Because for me, prayer was just kind of a, you bring your request to God, right? You say, this is what I want. This is what I want you to do for me. And most of the time, it seemed like he didn't ever do those things that I asked him to do. And so that was very frustrating and made me pull back from prayer. I've learned the purpose of prayer, and that's a big part of, I think, learning to enjoy it is to understand what the whole point of prayer even is, and it's it's a lot more than just asking God to do for us what we want Him to do, and learning the why behind prayer helps us to approach prayer in a way that is, number one, enjoyable and relational with Him, and number two, it actually, you see things get answered. And that kind of goes into the themes of intercession that I get into later in the book. But that really helped me learn to grow in in prayer more. But that that was some of the initial frustration was just, God, you're not answering my prayer. That's not very enjoyable. And I didn't feel any (laughs) connection to him or sense of his presence. It was like, God's up there in heaven somewhere. I'm emailing my request to him. (laughs) And like, there's never any response. So that's not enjoyable. At all.
1: Right. Now, I know for you in your journey, and you talk about this in the book, musical worship mm-hmm. was a real key for you to kind of unlock enjoyment. In fact, you talk about how prayer was like bad, you know, in your mind at the time at a certain point, but worship was great. Right. You know, worship was great. And why is it that musical worship as a mode of prayer can unlock? that capacity for enjoyment
0: yeah that's great yes I'm, I'm a musician a worship leader and so for me really getting to know god in a real way has happened in a major way through musical worship like my experiences of god's presence profound encounters i've had with him most of those have been in very intentional times of of worship many times involving music and so i I think there there's some personal stuff with me regarding that, but then I think there's there's some biblical principles to it as well, and this is maybe where David's tabernacle and enjoying prayer kind of kind of overlap. And I think what's what's helpful is to realize that the the point of prayer is intimacy with God, and relationship with God. Like I have I have to say that first, even to, even even before talking about music. We aren't called to pray to God, we're called to pray with God. It's about our relationship with Him, and any good relationship requires communication, and the prayer is the communication with God. And so God is not just someone we try to get things from, but He's designed us to know Him and to love Him, and to be with Him forever as His friends, as His sons and daughters, as we are the bride to Jesus being the bridegroom in that personal, intimate, relational love. And I began to experience that relationship through musical worship. Like that was for me the doorway of encounter, intimacy, knowing Jesus, whether that's me with my guitar or putting on worship music. So grateful for just like recordings of worship music. I mean, used to listen to Jason Upton for hours just laying on the floor of my room just spending time with God and getting to know God as my father and all that kind of thing. And so for me, I began to experience the joy of that and the freedom of that and know God in those ways. But to me, I never, it never clicked to me that that was prayer. (laughs) You know, that was, that was music, that was worship, but it never clicked to me that that was prayer. And looking back, I would go, Oh, well, of course that's prayer in, in one sense. But I, I think worship uniquely—praise and worship—praise is kind of the biblical term—brings us into the presence of God, right? Psalm 22, 3, God is enthroned in our praises. Psalms 100, we enter His gates with thanksgiving, we enter His courts with praise. So this is sort of foundational for my David's Tabernacle book is that worship brings us into the presence of God, and then I say in that book, God's presence changes everything. But The Psalms also say, in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. So if worship brings us into the presence of God, and in His presence there's fullness of joy, then joyful prayer is going to be presence-filled prayer. It's when we're praying with God, we're in His presence. So we're not doing the email prayers to God, but we're actually in His presence, connecting with Him heart-to-heart. You know we're open to him. We're aware where he's there. He's with us, and you know there's sort of the mystery of that of of the presence of God. But I think pressing into that, and I think in a unique way with musical praise and worship, allows us to experience that presence, that manifest presence of God, uh, where there is joy, there's satisfaction, there's intimacy, and then conversations in that context are a lot different than just sort of, well, I'm in my room, God's out there somewhere, and I'm gonna throw up my request to him. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's a little bit of sort of my journey into it. God really used that musical worship, but I think of that, I think it's Psalm 16, in his presence there's fullness of joy. That's, to me, a a key verse. We've got to worship, pray. And, And the other thing is, Jesus, when he taught us to pray the Lord's Prayer, you know, you could see the beginning and the end as worship. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, and then yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. So, sort of the bookend of the model prayer for us is praise and worship. It's honoring right, God. That's right. sort of the way in, and um, it's the ultimate goal. I think of our purpose is to worship God forever. So, all right, that that was way too long of an answer, but. <laughs>
1: No, no, I think it's really good. And um I think that's something people may not have thought of before too, just that, you know, when we say worship, you know, like I've, I've had this happen all the time, like at people on Sunday mornings, like we need more prayer on Sunday. I'm like, okay, when we just do that 45 minutes of singing to God, like, what did you think that, was? Yeah, <laughs> like, what did you think just happened? Cause that, that was prayer. I mean, you know, it's exaltation. Of God and and even some worship songs also contain petitionary prayers. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, fill me uh, up or so, come and be with us, and yeah, all those right, are prayers. Right. Yeah,
1: I know a big theme of the book or the part that I read was coming to get to know God as Father, mm-hmm. and then us being sons. Can you just explain more about how that's a key to enjoying prayer? You know, it doesn't seem immediately obvious why calling God father or I'm the son of God, why that would create enjoyment. Mm. So yeah, maybe unpack that idea for us a little bit. Yeah.
0: Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining presence pioneers premium, our brand new subscriber community paid subscribers. will get exclusive premium content, such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024, with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast And partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. What I try to do in the in the book as it unfolded is really I think the book can be like a battering ram to wrong ideas about prayer and about God that are actually hindrances to enjoying prayer. So I think true prayer is enjoyable when we understand what it's really like. And we understand who we're really having a conversation with. Relationship with God is enjoyable. It really is. But we have wrong ideas. We have wrong mindsets, unbiblical thought processes, bad habits, et etc., cetera, et cetera, that really keep us from entering into it. And so, so the goal of the book is really to kind of break those down. I think one of the biggest hindrances we have is wrong ideas about who God is. And A.W. Tozer says, what comes to our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And Hmm. I, I think he's right. I think our view of God is foundational to how we approach everything in our lives, how we view ourselves, how we interpret the world, how we relate to those around us. And so if our view of God is unbiblical and wrong, then it's going to skew everything, and especially especially prayer. And so talking about approaching God as Father in prayer, the reason we do that is because that's what Jesus taught us. Like I just said in the Lord's Prayer, He said, When you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven. So Jesus taught us to pray to the father and to approach God as a father when we do come to him. And my original plan in writing the book was I was going to have a chapter on the Lord's prayer and I was going to take each phrase and sort of make it a section of the chapter. And when I started writing about God as our father, I mean, it was it was probably the part of the book and about us being his sons and daughters. It was the part of the book that definitely surprised me and uh, ended up turning into two chapters. So what was going to be a little section of a chapter became two whole chapters. and and the words just started flowing, really, really sensed the Holy Spirit as I was writing. And so this was you know sometime towards the end of last year, beginning of this year when I was writing those early chapters, and just really had the strong sense that God wanted to bring this revelation to us of God as a Father. And for me, it's been transformational. In helping me to not experience the shame or the misunderstanding uh related to what God's like. So I mean, if when we talk about prayer, we're talking about having a conversation with somebody. I mean, I enjoy talking to you, Jonathan, because we're friends. I like you. So if you like the person you're having a conversation with, then the conversation's great, you know. And so right. if you like God, prayer's gonna be enjoyable. <laughs> if you you know, uh if, if you don't like God, or if who you think you're going to have a conversation with is not who it really is then you're going to either not want to engage not want to approach him you know so anyway I, I think that's a that's a huge thing is is having the knowledge of god having a right understanding of who he really is when you talk about god being our father we have to have a biblical view of what that actually means because a lot of people that have a father or they didn't have a good father. None of us have a perfect earthly father. So that that's a whole journey, right? And that's what I talk about in the book is like the journey of kind of unpacking that, the need for inner healing, the need for the Holy Spirit to bring a revelation to us of God as our father, that spirit within us that cries out, Abba, Father, that Paul talked about in Romans 8, that helps us to know mm-hmm. that we're his sons and daughters, that he loves us, that he delights in us. Mike Bickle says that God is not mostly mad or sad. He's mostly glad. And when we come to God in prayer, do we have that vision of a father that's smiling and is delighted to see us and is not frustrated and angry and resentful or abusive or or God who's disengaged or, you know, all these all these experiences that we might have. Uh, from our relationships with other people or even our own father, uh, but realizing, no, God is perfect love. That's who he is. And that's how he relates to us. And that opens our hearts and draws us in so that we can open our hearts to him and really experience that joyful intimacy that that he wants for us. And if God's our father, we're his sons and daughters. And so it's about who he is and it's about who we are. And and both of those I think are are crucial in helping us um, enjoy prayer. So I'm trying not to preach a sermon on every one of these, uh, every one of these. But I'm really passionate about the Father stuff, and I just want to say this too because the journey of writing this book has been crazy. Because I wrote this chapter about God's our Father, us being sons and daughters, and then right after that, my dad went into the hospital, and this was originally back in December. He went into hospital came back out. It kind of threw me for a loop on this book writing journey. I finally started getting back into it. And then he went back into the hospital. And uh, we come to come to find out he had cancer. And he actually passed away in May of this year. So even getting this book out has been a been a challenge. You've been on the journey with me through it. But it was crazy to me that the chapters that really surprised me and, and I felt like, were way more than what i expected them to be in terms of like the sense of the holy spirit's emphasis on them where the chapters about god as our father us being sons and daughters and then me personally experiencing the loss of my earthly father in the midst of all that and then having to more so than ever relate to god as my father in the midst of all that i just felt like man god is in this you know he's emphasizing this for me and 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 the importance of getting this truth out through the book so um yeah that's a that's huge hmm. yeah
1: yeah it's been quite a journey and i know that's been you know massive difficulty this year losing your dad yeah but grateful to the lord he's bringing you through and yeah. through that grieving process and in the midst of grieving you're writing a book on joy so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah god has a <laughs> sense of humor kind of weird how that works I out know.
1: yeah <laughs> Well, you have a chapter on birthing prayer. Mm. Tell me about that. That's weird. (laughs) That's not a, that's not like a form of prayer I hear about every day, you know, hanging out with kind of more prayer people, prophetic people. I've certainly heard of it, but yeah. tell me more about what you mean by that, the role of birthing or travailing prayer.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a fun one. Um. You know, I talked about how the purpose of prayer really is loving God, being loved by God, relationship with Him, intimacy with Him. And so what I discovered over the years in my journey is, like I said, I began to know God really through worship. And as I began to cultivate that relationship with Him in secret place, began to experience His presence, begin to know His heart, begin to know His word. I mean, it was an intimate thing, getting close to God, opening my heart to Him, getting to know Him, enjoying Him. But what I began to discover is He was dropping these seeds in my heart, and it was like my heart was becoming a womb, and He was putting things in me, His desires, things He loved, dreams that He had for me and for others. and what began to grow in me was this longing and this cry and these prayers that were what I now understand to be intercession. (laughs) And so I believe that intercessory prayer, when we're praying for others, flows out of intimacy with God. So when we talk about birthing prayers, it's really an expansion of the chapter right before that about intercession. And it's, it's understanding that Rather than us trying to say, God, you should do this, 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 and this, we come to him wanting to know him and say, God, what do you want to do? What are you like? What do you care about? And let him put his desires in us. And then we pray those prayers. And this is what brought joy to me was because God answered those. <laughs> when I came, to him, when I came <laughs> to him with my list of stuff, and sometimes he answers those too. But a lot of times, you know, I was praying for things out of selfish ambition and that kind of thing. And, you know, I hadn't stopped to say, God, what do you want to do? But then when I started with intimacy, started with his presence and said, God, what do you want to do? What's important to you? All kinds of interesting prayers started brewing in me. Prayers for the nations of the earth, prayers for the Jewish people, prayer for the ending of abortion, prayer for... Justice and the ending of human trafficking and like prayers for my city, prayer, you know, it's like I never thought to pray for my city, things like that. And so that was those prayers that began to grow in me. And I think if we're faithful to pray in accordance with those dreams and sort of those seeds that he puts in our hearts, and we don't abort those prayers, so to speak, then God does release his power. Things are birthed into the earth. And so that's that's what I mean by birthing prayers, is I mean. Here, I, I again quote Mike Bickle again because he's one of my prayer heroes. <laughs> but he says intercession is just telling God what he tells you to tell him. And I love that. So that's that's really what I mean by birthing prayers. He puts a seed in our hearts. We uh labor in intercessory prayer, in travailing prayer to until that thing is released into the into the earth and we actually see the answer and the breakthrough. So
1: hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to reading that and finishing up the book. The book is called "Enjoying Prayer," and planning to release it through Presence Pioneers Media this October 10th. And so, just want to encourage folks to get out, get the book. It'll be we'll have links on how to get it here in the description. And uh, man, I can't wait to read it myself. I'm really looking forward to this, and uh, excited to be doing this publishing company
0: together yeah it's exciting this has been fun jonathan thanks man
1: thanks so much matthew